Hey there, you're listening to the High Power Archery Podcast with your host, Angel Garcia. Join us in exploring the world of archery as we guide you on the path to becoming a better archer. We're sure you will find this podcast both insightful and inspiring while learning valuable tips along the way. Now, here's your host, Angel Garcia. Hello, and thanks for joining us for episode three of the High Power Archery Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a couple of things that affect the archery industry and affect a lot of other industries as well, but actually affect us in a way that as consumers, we have to make sure we don't fall for certain things because when it comes to spending your money and getting value and getting something that actually works for you, it can become really, really tricky. And what I'm talking about is two things. One is marketing that's put out there so that when something comes out it is the greatest latest thing and then you're going to have the fanboys as I call them that's the other part of this who are people who are either sponsored by those companies and what I mean by sponsored is they either receive free product or heavy discount on product and or they're actually paid by the company and their whole job is to promote that company's items and when you have people like that sometimes they're going to have a very very biased opinion and what they're putting out there as far as hey this is great this is this is the world's best stabilizer let's use it for example or this is the best bow that i've ever seen Um, a lot of times it's not based on fact or even what they personally think it has to do with well i'm under contract i've got to say this about this particular item, no matter what, if I'm sponsored by a company, I'm not going to say something bad about it. Sometimes they won't even share their true opinion of it, but they have a company line they have to put out there. And every year when new products come out, you're going to see a whole lot of this. So let's just get started with this. Let's say that um, you're looking for a new set of stabilizers. Well, for years, and it shows my age, Back then, we stabilizers started out as just aluminum, aluminum rods. That's all it really was. You know, hollow aluminum rod, throw some weight on the end to try to give you a little bit more stability when you're shooting. And everybody had their own brands. There were a couple of major brands out there, mash produced after a while. And then this company that was started. Uh, called Bee Stinger, they actually came out with something that revolutionized the industry and was a big change. And the way you could tell that they actually had something that was truly great, again, they started out small, is people started winning with their stuff. I mean, when you see people winning, you're like, well, let me see what this is all about. You try it, like, um, okay, this thing is different than anything else I've ever shot. And those stabilizers at that time were way different than anything else that was on the market. So it wasn't so much about the hype back then because back then you didn't have the internet as a big marketing presence that it is now. Um, It was nowhere near like it. Social media wasn't even alive, I don't think. Um, So a market's, you know, reputation for something or something's reputation on the market per se, was based on performance. 
and what other people actually said about it was true, not just because they're wearing a jersey that says, you know, I shoot for this company or whatever. So when you actually started to see what these things were doing and you felt them for yourself, you knew, okay, like no one's talking about it except for it's a well-known secret. You know, guys were winning. This is what they all have in common. It's what they're using. And you knew it was something good. Fast forward to today's day and age. If you go onto the internet and you do a search on YouTube, let's just say, for stabilizers, best stabilizer, you're going to get thousands of results. And those results are going to be from all different people, from all different, you know, who represent different companies and people who try to make a name for themselves. And they actually start putting out a review on a particular um, product. Say they review this this brand x stabilizer and they're saying this is the i tried this i've tried other ones and this is the greatest thing i've ever seen it's unbelievable um it's just incredible well check a couple of other reviews and you're going to see other people maybe saying the same thing sometimes it's almost like a script that they're reading about this or they're taking some of this from some guy taking some of that from another guy and then you start to wonder, like, gee, is this really, really a good good thing I should spend my money on? Well, like I mentioned earlier, remember, some of these people now, because it's social media, they're trying to get picked up by those companies like, hey, this guy's doing a really good job advertising for us. We might as well give him some free product, bring him on as a brand ambassador or something like that. So is the opinion they're giving you really based on what they believe or based on what they're trying to put out there so they can present an image of something, you don't really know. Same thing happens with sites. Um, there's a lot of different sites that come out on the market and that goes from simple, everyday target archery to hunting. And in the hunting world, I mean, you've got all kinds of different sites. Every other company is coming out with something. There are the big names out there. There's a lot of little names. And again, how do you know what's real, what's believable? And you don't, unless you can talk to somebody who's actually used it, or you try it for yourself. The problem with trying it for yourself is sometimes you have to lay out the money to go ahead and try it, you know, because you're going to buy it, spend your money on it. And if it turns out, hey, this was all hype, which is where I brought the marketing hype into this, well, then you're either going to be stuck with it, it doesn't function very well, and you lost your money, or you're going to sell it at a loss. So how do we know the difference? And I guess the best example of the pitfalls of this is, like I said, the word and the phrase I used before, the term is fanboys beware of fanboys so or fangirls doesn't make a difference however you want to put it there are people out there who are hardcore devoted users of a particular brand in bows it's the most prevalent that you're ever going to see and it's not always based on performance i give you an example of why someone goes out there and they buy Brand X, let's just say they bought a Hoyt bow and they spent $1,500 on that bow. They take it home, 
yeah, because they probably listened to another one of their friends. This is great. This is wonderful. And they find out, well, it's not as great as I thought. And just using Hoyt as an example, because, you know, Hoyt, every, every company, whether it's Hoyt, PSC, or Matthews, or um, Elite, they all have what they call their Pro Series bows, their premium brand, and a lot of times people invest money into those things. And if it works out for you, great. If it doesn't, you're kind of up a creek and you might have to sell it at a loss. But let's just say you're one of these guys and these people, their mentality is they bought it. And a lot of times they're like, well, I'm stuck with it, but you know, everybody else is shooting them. No, this is great. And I'm not going to make myself look bad. Like, hey, you're an idiot. You bought a really, really expensive bow. So I'm just like, if someone asked me about it, oh, it's the greatest thing since cheese. Okay, that happens. So, and then they'll continue doing that. And every time something else new comes out, like, well, I can't change now. I'm just going to stick with this. And they keep doing that. And then the worst part about that is you run into one of these guys at the range or something like that. They see you shooting a brand that's not their brand. And they'll look down on you or they'll, they'll be like, well, why are you shooting that thing? You've got to be shooting one of these. That's a problem. And again, it's hype. It's fanboys. It's that sort of thing. And that's a mentality that can get expensive for you because if you're limited on funds, and even if you're not limited on funds and nobody wants to buy something that's not worth it, well then, how do you know, you know where, where this information is coming from, what the subject matter is, and whether or not what they're saying is true? Because like I said, YouTube, million reviews, million different opinions, and you can't tell what's what. So, how do they know the difference? Now, remember I went back to saying, if you can try it, then you'll see it for yourself. That goes for bows, that goes for stabilizers, that goes for any type of accessory there is. And every time a new product comes out, there's a lot of, you know, what's the latest gizmo to come out that may give you that edge? That sort of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that because innovation is something you need to progress in technology. But not everything that comes out is great, like I said. So how do you know? Well, if you have people that you know that are actually using it and you see that it's working for them, that's a plus, okay? Now, a lot of times people use tournament archery as an example of, well, I see what they're doing over there and this guy's winning with such and such equipment, you know, and it's, it's doing well for him. I might as well buy that. If you remember in my first podcast where I said, you know, how to get yourself started, just because someone is using this particular product doesn't mean that that's why they are winning or why they're succeeding with it. In archery, yes, equipment makes up a certain percentage of your ability to succeed, but it's... 80 to 90% the individual who's shooting it. So, you know, on the Bow Junkie podcast, Greg Poole made a point once. He says, you know, I can go out there and I can buy a Formula One racer, just like the guys that you see on TV. I can sit in that thing. Am I going to win a race with it? No, because I don't know how to use it. And it's the same thing with this. So a lot of times you see somebody winning with, with something. Is that the person who is the reason behind it? Or is it the equipment that's giving them the edge? 
So if you're going to use winning as an example, then look to see what the common denominator is. And if you see that everybody is winning with a particular thing, well, then that's a plus for you. And then maybe that makes it worth you going to investigate. Maybe I should try this on my own. Go to a pro shop. Try it out. Or if a friend already has something like one of these new stabilizers, try it out. Okay. At the recent ATA show, which is our trade show, there were a couple of new sta types of stabilizers put out there. And like I said, someone who works for the company is going to say, well, these are, I've never tried anything so good. These are the latest. These are the greatest. Okay, well, let's see a proven track record of what it can do. And let me shoot one and see how it works before I give you my money for it. Because like I said before, I'm not sponsored by anybody and I don't take sponsorships from anyone. And the reason being is so that I'm not handcuffed and I can't give an honest review of something. So, like I said about stabilizers before, I've tried them all, I've had all different ones. And to me, you know, with technology the way it is d these days, they pretty much all do the same thing. Where I come in is looking at the differences, well, quality. Am I going to have something I'm going to buy? It's the latest and greatest, yes, but it's going to fall apart on me in six months or a year. Or I'm going to have a problem with the threadings or something like that. Okay, so how do I know? You don't see reviews about, well, the threadings will, you know, blew out on this, or my end cap's starting to fall off. So then I'd start looking, well, okay, if it's, you know, how I base my judgment is, is this thing mass-produced? If it is, what kind of quality am I seeing on it? Do I see sloppiness and like where they glue stuff together, that sort of thing? So one of the companies I tried, and this is like going down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but this is just how I look at things like this and how I don't fall for the pitfalls. Um, there's a company out there called Tap Stabilizers, titanium, ar titanium archery products. And, you know, one of my customers had come in and he had the hunting versions of their stabilizers. I was looking for a new set of target stabilizers. And I said, you know what? The hunting stabilizers that he had were made really, really well. So I actually got onto their website and sent on a Facebook page. I actually sent the owner of the company which it's a small company and I was able to talk to the owner himself. I asked him a couple of questions before I bought anything. He answered me quick. I said, okay, fine. So now I know I'm dealing with real people, not some big gigantic corporation. And I ordered a set and I got them. They're American made. Quality is good. You could tell that, that they're very clean and all that. Performance, exactly what I was looking for. And they were thin stabilizers. I needed to set outdoor, outdoor bars anyway. And they were great. Okay. I've also had experiences where, you know, I happened to see a set of stabilizers on sale. And I purchased them because it, I needed them in a pinch. And everyone was saying, oh, yeah, these are the greatest. These are the greatest. Yeah, they weren't. They were heavy. They didn't change the shot or anything like that. They accomplished the goal, but not for nothing. When I looked at them real good, I'm like, yeah, you can tell this thing is matched to do somewhere elsewhere. So that's how I, you know, I determined if something was good or not. And the last case, you know, and other people had seen it for myself. I had tried one of them. Like, this is this is the real deal. So from that point of view, and I can show people, yeah, this is good. Sites, same deal. 
people come to me every day with different types of sites and then and then when something new came out like last year or the year before there was a um they came out a company who's not involved in archery came out with an archery site that actually tells you in the hunting world um what the range is to your target and everyone was like this is the most revolutionary thing well yeah it's a lot of technology um and I mean, the marketing and the advertising and the spokespeople they have for this thing were, yeah, great. And then you look at it and you're like, hmm, okay. This site costs $1,000. The regular site you might, you know, a quality site you might spend 300 And then people say, well, but it, it ranges your target for you. You don't have to think. Okay. So now do I believe everything they're saying? It's throw $1,000 at it? A lot of people did. And sure enough, a few months later, a lot of people found out that that first generation had bugs to it. That there's a lot of things in it that could go wrong. You know, so, and then all the fanboys went quiet. You didn't hear from them anymore. You know, and then a couple of months later, after they had worked out some bugs, like it turning off on you and you had no sight to use because it was just a piece of glass couple months after that, like, oh, well, we had a software bug, and they resolved it, and it's now the greatest thing since cheese again. Yeah, you didn't have as many fanboys, and people started like, well, why did I buy this site for $1,000, and they're selling them at a loss? Then another company came out, similar idea, only they actually gave you pins in there if the range finder didn't work. Improve, you know, improve on an idea for innovation, and there you go. So again, Hype, fanboys, they all will influence, you know, they, or at least they try to influence people's decision to purchase something. So you have to use your head when making a purchase or trying to investigate something new. The first thing I tell people is, and, you know, I'm in the engineering industry and IT for my full-time job. And what I tell people is, look, let the first version of something come out and then there's always like a revision after that and they usually cover all the bugs but as a rule i never purchased the exact first brand new version of something because chances are there's something in there that's got to be changed people complain and the next revision they'll fix it so if you see something come out there the best thing to do is it's new everyone's talking hype about it hang back see what the whole story is Chances are, a couple of months down the, the road, people would have bought them, fall, you know, fell for it, and they'll sell theirs at a discount, you know, buy it used, whatever. Or you'll start to hear all the, they're not honest reviews, I call them, I call them the complaints. Like, well, I spent all my money on this, and this thing has this wrong with it, this, has, this thing has that wrong with it. So sometimes waiting a little bit, and not buying into all the, oh, it's new and shiny hype, kind of works. Um, a lot of times also stuff that you're going to see is just rehashing of old ideas. Um, and that's, that's something that's been around for a long time. It's happened in all different industries. Something that was around, just like fashion, fashion from decades ago comes into fashion again. Well, something that was originally used back in the day, they bring it back, maybe with a little tweak on it, and they say, well, this is a new innovation. Like, no, that's been around for a long time, but, you know, then do you want to pay more money for something that you don't necessarily need? 
So that's the other part of it. And like I said, this is a short podcast just about what to be leery of out there. Do your research, figure out, you know, wait some time, see if something is actually worth about worth it. If you have a chance to try something, by all means, try it yourself to see what you're going to get out of it. And if it's worth it, then spend your hard money on it. If you see it does something for you, spend your money on it. I mentioned before, when a new bow comes out, you'll see all these different people saying, this is the greatest thing I've ever shot. The other thing is, beware of false brand ambassadors. People who will say it is the greatest thing since cheese and have never actually used it, okay? In the outdoor industry and like camping and um, particularly um, backcountry hunting, there's a lot of different products. I mean, everything from tents to to um, sleeping bags and that sort of thing and you'll see a whole bunch of people saying this is great this is you know year old things have they ever used it in the field a lot of them haven't you know the certain names that you can trust for that the same thing goes with archery because you're going to get some people who are quote unquote pro staffers or promotional staffers for somebody and they are doing exactly their job they're promoting a, a new product coming out and in bows once the new models roll out all you're going to see and remember every archery company has a marketing department sometimes those marketing departments are massive okay their job is to mesmerize you into getting that done going getting making that purchase so a lot of times they spend a lot of advertising out there you know here's coming the new bows are launching on this day but i can tell you anything about them and then once it comes out, the day it breaks, there's 50 reviews from their top shooters saying, this is the greatest bow I've ever shot. I've never felt anything so good. Um, it's improved my game. Okay, yeah, sure. You haven't had it enough or used it enough to actually tell it's going to improve your game. If you have, you've been use, using it you know, in private sessions because you're not out shooting in a tournament with it. Um, so it improved your game or was it just that you had the right situation and, you know, it was quiet, there's no pressure and you shot better or you're just completely full of it and you're just making it up because it's your job to say it's the best thing since cheese. So, you know, it's confusing. I understand that. But again... Rely on what you know. You wouldn't drop $100,000 on a brand new Rolls Royce, if you could even get them that cheap these days, um, based on someone telling you, oh, this is great, and seeing the advertisement out there. You'd want to go try it out and then spend your money if you had it. So archery should be the same thing. Don't take somebody's word for it. Just go and see it for yourself. Try it for yourself. And then say to yourself, is this what I'm looking for, or am I, eh, it's great, but it's not that much greater than what I have. Sometimes it's not worth upgrading. You hold off, and that's what you do. So again, use your head. Good judgment will always make you, give you the advantage over good advertisement. So, you know, something new comes out, Look at all the reviews. 
but take every YouTube review you see out there or every Facebook review with a grain of salt. Remember, it may be coming from someone who's promotional staff, somebody who's got something to gain from advertising and giving a positive review on something, and take it from there. If you have a question about a particular product, uh, archery product, something like that, and you'd like to know a little bit more information or if we have experience with them, just send us an email. That's not a problem. And we'll tell you, like, either yes, we've touched it or no, we haven't. Uh, this comes out every year. New bows come out, and I see them in the shop all the time. You know, like, you know, I, I bought this bow, and everyone was saying it's great. I'm like, yeah, that's number five of that particular model from that particular brand that I've seen in here. Um, let me guess. It blew up on you or you derailed it. Uh-huh. It's a design defect or it's a bow that it's not the friendliest of shooters so that if you're not an experienced shooter, you're going to do a bonehead move on it, pull, pull off to hard to one side and you derail the bow. I mean... After the bow's out for a little bit, chances are we'd have seen it already. So that's one of those things that happens. And a lot of times we can help you with that. You know, if you've got a question about a site, like, what do you guys think about this? Like, I'll tell you, honestly, either I've used it or I've seen a bunch of them. My customer's experience, because we have a base of customers who use different ones, I'll say this is good, this is bad, or I have no experience with it. And to be honest with you, so many new things come out. I have not tried every single thing that's come out. Um, people don't send me stuff for free to, to try it, and I don't want it that way because you kind of feel obligated to say something good about it. So if you got a question, send it our way. We'll give you an honest, honest answer back and let you know. If you see us on the range, you'll recognize our logo, recognize all my girls that shoot for us on our team, you know, you can ask any of us, hey, do you know anything about this? And they'll tell you honestly, because that's the way I've, I've trained them. Like, if you know what's going on, tell somebody your honest opinion about it. Because, like I said, the fanboy mentality, that doesn't fly here. Uh, we'll just give you honest, trustworthy answers. And, again, no one says you have to take our word for it. Just go out there and try it for yourself. So, that's all it's going to be on this podcast. Until the next time. Stay safe, shoot straight, and we'll talk to you again.